Good morning, church. Good morning, church. All right, it is great to have all of you here today, and this does not give you a pass from coming tonight as well. It is worship, worship, worship all day today, just like every day, amen? We're so glad that you came today, and thank you to all those hard workers, Amy, and so many of our volunteers that made today possible. Uh, it was a joy to see all the kids and the adults involved, uh, just a blessing. This is the fourth Sunday of Advent. We lit the candle of love, and it is a joyous celebration here today. For those of you who aren't here normally on a Sunday, or you've been kind of skipping out lately, uh, we have been doing a sermon series over faithful, available, and teachable. Fat. Faithful, available, and teachable. And we have been looking at various characters in the Bible surrounded with the birth of Christ, which we got to say, uh, see played out today. This morning I'm going to look at the shepherds and their experience that evening when the angels pronounced Christ's birth. So follow along with me either on your church app, your, your Bible that you brought, or up on the screen. We're going to look at Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 10. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. They were terrified. And the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread their word concerning what had been told, uh, what had told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen, which were just as they were told. An angel shows up to some shepherds in the field. I find this interesting. I find it interesting on numerous levels, but I only have about ten and a half minutes, spoiler alert, so long you to know how long the sermon is going to be left, that God first showed up to some shepherds in the field. You know, if we go a little bit further, when Jesus called his disciples, he went and found some fishermen. Now, my kids and I have been watching The Deadliest Catch on TV, uh, trying to catch up. We've only watched the TV PG version, not the TV 14, so I don't want to get any emails later this week. But these guys are pretty rough, to say the least. And they're out there risking their lives catching 
crab or cod or whatever, and they are some pretty rough blue-collar dudes. Jesus called them to be his disciples. That's amazing. Well, God has now shown up on earth. Emmanuel, God with us in Jesus. And the pronouncement of his birth was given to some shepherds, some other rough individuals, some blue-collar people. Now, I have encountered shepherds while being in the Middle East. They're called Bedouins, and they travel miles upon miles to have their flocks find some good pasture and some water. They live in tents. They pick up and they move. They are a transient group of people, but they have an important job, but their class in society is pretty low, and it was pretty low uh, back then as well. They probably smelled. They're around sheep and goats and camels, livestock all day long, and they're sleeping in tents. They probably smelled. And here, the angel shows up to them to make this pronouncement that the promises of the prophets of long ago has now been fulfilled. Imagine you're just going about your work in the fields and some angels show up and they say, don't be afraid. I would be terrified. I would be freaking out. This is not a normal occurrence. Um, the angels had to also tell Mary, do not be afraid. They had to tell the shepherds, do not be afraid. It seems like anytime an angel shows up, they say, do not be afraid. Because we would be afraid. But they say, don't be afraid, and here's why. We have come to bring you good news today. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born. And an angel does not tell them to go and find the child. I think sometimes we hear this passage, we see this passage, and we assume the angel tells them to go, but the angel does not tell them to go. The angel simply says, when you go, you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. The angel assumes that they will go ahead and find what the angel pronounced to be true. So what happens? The shepherds say, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see the things that the angel has told us about. And so they go. They were available. The shepherds were probably closest to where the birth of Christ happened. They were available. And they were faithful in what the message of the angel told them of what was going to happen. So they were faithful in following through with what was promised, what was going to happen, what they were going to see with their own eyes. They were teachable because, let's be honest, if they weren't teachable, they wouldn't have known about the prophecies of old. It's like, oh, somebody was born in Bethlehem? Big deal. You know, it probably happens a couple times a week. But they were promised a Messiah. The people were promised a Messiah, one who would save them, who would redeem them. And so the shepherds knew what the prophecies were, and so they followed up. They were faithful, they were available, 
and they were teachable. And here's the thing. They got to Mary, Joseph, and Jesus, and they encountered the most amazing thing that has happened in the world up until this point. God showed up, and they were excited. They were witnessing truly God in front of them. Emmanuel literally means God with us. They were witnessing Jesus in his very first moments of life. And what happens when we get excited about something, when we encounter something that is so magnificent, so wonderful, what do we want to do? We want to share it with people. We want to go tell it on the mountain. I'm not going to start with that. But we get excited. Kind of liken it a little bit because this is the closest I can come up with because encountering Christ in a very physical, visible form is the most incredible thing anybody can ever experience. But a, a, a long distance second would be opening up a present on Christmas. And you open it up and you are so excited. You are thrilled. You're overjoyed. You're shouting up and down. Your parents are like, hey, be quiet. You know, but you're excited. And what do you want to do? You start taking selfies. You start posting it on Instagram. You start taking Snapchats of it, whatever. And you start posting it. You call people. You're like, hey, guess what I got? And you are so excited to share that with somebody else. Why? Because you want others to experience that joy and excitement with you. It's, it's naturally what we do. I was thinking it was like a Geico commercial. It's just what you do. We get so excited, we want to share it with people, and the shepherds experienced something so amazing that they had to go and share it with other people, and when they heard it, they also celebrated with them. And so my question I was wondering about this morning is, why don't we get that excited to share Jesus with other people throughout our day? Have we not experienced the excitement, the joy, the love, the peace, the hope that Christ has given to us, and so therefore we just kind of like... Maybe we don't think it's that exciting. Maybe we allow our status, either at school or in our community or at work, we look at our status and we let that be a barrier by not sharing what Christ has done. Maybe we're afraid. Maybe we're afraid that people won't share in the same joy and excitement that we've experienced. But the shepherds, see, they knew their place in society. They knew that they were not going to be invited to the state's dinner at the White House. They knew their place, and yet that didn't stop them from being faithful. Didn't stop them from being available either, and they were teachable, so they went and did what they felt prompted them to do. During this Christmas season... We have a lot of joy, we have a lot of hope, we have a lot of peace, we have a lot of love that other people haven't experienced yet. And I don't want to have us sit on the sidelines and not share that same hope that we have of Jesus Christ, that we can have a new life and life abundantly. A new life, a transformative life in Christ, a saving faith that only Christ can provide I want all of us to experience that, and I want all of us to share that, not just during this Christmas season, but through every day of our lives. That's our challenge. I was trying to figure out a way to to wrap this up because the sermon's over. (laughs) 
This is more than just a story, like Connor said. It is more than just a story. This really did happen. And it's an amazing story that actually took place. And it's a story that God has not only shared with us, but it's a story that we can all be a part of. Because Christ came for each and every single one of you. And that's more than a story. It's your story. It's God's story. His story connecting with ours. And I want you to experience that love of Christ. And I want you to come back this evening as well. Because, of course, we're going to have candles. And kids love lighting candles. And if you feel so unprompted later on, this is getting into the announcements piece afterwards, spoiler alert, if you want to stick around after the 8 o'clock or 7 o'clock service and clean up wax off the floor... I am sure there would be more than enough joy and excitement uh, from a couple people in our congregation that you would be sticking around and help. So uh, let's pray. God, thank you again for demonstrating your great love to us, that you came, you came to live a life among us, to show us the way. You redeemed us. You loved us so much. And you gave us the way to have eternal life with you, to have a relationship with you. And so through this joy, this peace, this hope, and this love, God, that we would experience that not only today, but in every day to come, that we can experience you day in and day out and share this joy, this great news that is for all people to hear that you came for them too and that you love them as much as you love us as well. Thank you again for allowing this day to be filled with with joyous, happy smiles with the kids and just pray that um, nobody would get too hopped up on sugar afterwards in, in all the cookie eating. Amen.